It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Why? I do not like Recorded I live. My call, the call me a militant is a compliment. Ashley K is my root name. Do not forget it's the one my mama gave. A nigga I will not be. I'm a apple pavilion, hip twisting, booty popping, lip licking hell. I can either get down with. We ain't talking about that. I'll lick my tongue across my lips. I'm no tease. I'm just thinking. I'm five foot five, thick hips like skin. Great eyes, they are divine. Never mind that fucking scar above my eye. Do not ask a question if you aren't prepared for the answer. Do not get it twisted. I'm not cocky. I'm only this little old fish in this big old ocean of poetry. I was born to be. No one had the time to pick up the pen and ink. Lucky me, piranha. A shark sinks out this piranha. And I was told to viciously eat them. Sorry in advance if I say something controversial. My tongue has a habit of spinning its own mind. Visit my two other sides. KK Belly, who has the ABC boys on my case without a haste. She's a bad mother. Hush your mouth. She'll write down men and women alike. She doesn't play this word game. It's her life. At the end of the night, she likes to set off firecrackers so she they know what she's about. Now, Ashley K, she is softly spoken, but don't let the smooth taste fool you. I've seen her turn niggas into kings and bitches into queens, and honestly, being a nigga or a bitch is a mental thing. She speaks change, helping the blind, seeing the deaf hear response, and not echoes. Three lively poets in this queen, and they resign in harmony. Respect me when I speak. My family calls me lady. P to the I-R-A and H A. It don't matter if anyone else know my name. Lady Piranha. Seem hungry in peace. Wow. Oh my. <laughs> I love it. Start off the review. Okay. I love it when you when you spell your name like that. That catches my attention, and then that makes me remember you like you did last time. So that's why I asked you to come back and you know do that poem again. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I just thought overall everything was extremely powerful. It had the stage presence without a stage. It had the vocals without a microphone. You projected perfectly. You had already a pronunciation, a cadence to everything you said. You can tell that you had experience. You knew what you were doing. You weren't afraid to present what you were doing. Just as Tara said, I like how you spelled your name out. I like the repetence of that. You did it over and over it was one other line, niggas to quit, <laughs> niggas to bitches. I don't know. It wasn't like that, but it was very close to that. And that was probably my favorite out of everything. So I really thank would you. thank you. Terrace, you can start with a piece if you like. Okay. Hold on, let me get it. <clears throat> It will be coming up in a second.
You should go by um I let it load. Would you like me to start it off? Yes. All right, this is a a newer piece titled Ouch. Tick-tock, tick-tock, automatic big glocks. Extend those like extension cords. Give your son a big shock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, automatic scent shots. Niggas hit will dice your pineapples on me, Rick Ross. I ain't talking rock and roll, but they got that heavy metal. You can catch it in the city, in the burbs, or in the ghetto. I look and see these babies push up daisies. It's crazy. At this rate, each block will have its very own meadow. Now, I don't mean the metal, but meddling kids know what they did. Cold world, but it ain't cold enough to kill for coats. I see the blood. I thought, I thought, I thought winter was a safe season. I thought, I thought that snowflakes froze heaters. I get chills whenever I touch my venture car. Might catch frostbite from a turnpike. I do not venture far, because every bus terminal hits terminal velocity. All it takes is block boys to ask what's in your pockets. Be my last walk to school. Could very well be my next. Alphabet boys shooting boys who trying to learn their alphabets, but that's the Chirac militia. Don't be in opposition. Just play your position and stay focused on your mission. These niggas didn't pass math. They never learned trajectory. Aiming for Ray Ray, but oops, you done shot day day. Funerals packed like tuna rolls, all made for two-year-olds. I watch it go down, and it all just hurts like, ouch. Demario, India, Hadia, who's next? Who's next? Answer me. Gun violence in this country is such a cancer. Who can afford the chemotherapy? Do I bang with these niggas, switch lanes with these niggas, or hang with these niggas like popple trees? The only thing stopping me from being strange fruit. Strange fruit. These black boys are strange fruit, but they want you to hang too. With those wolf grays and those iPhones, to these niggas, you're edible. With your black skin and that book bag, these cops find you delectable. With your heart beating that strong post, they can't wait to take breath from you. Gucci man, Mariah Carey streets are so obsessed with you. I know what it's like, that fear for your life, of getting caught lacking. On the right path, but caught in traffic. I know niggas out for my life. I know niggas out for my life. I cannot be left at the light. Look to my left and my right like crossing the street. Because one of these days I could get crossed in these streets by someone I trusted, by a wolf dressed in sheep. So homie, pass the drinks. Not like I'll see 21, pass the vodka and the rum. Beyonce tour, I'm on the run. And that's that piece. 21, pass the vodka and the rum. I'm on the run. Wow, that was good. Now just go with your piece. This is called The Root of the Devil. How can you be gay and say you are a child of God? How can you be disobedient and say you are a child of God? How can you drink daily and say you are a child of God? How can you have sex before marriage and say you are a child of God? How can you commit adultery and say you are a child of God? How can you lie and say you are a child of God? How can you let your temple be used for suicide and say you are a child of God? How are you cursing your blessings and say you are a child of God? How can you be selfish and say you are a child of God? How can you not love the people of God and say you are a child of God? Ask yourself these questions. Think, think, think. Let these questions seek in your mind. You say that you are a child of God, but behind closed doors you are you are having an intimate relationship with the devil rather than God. The devil is just starting with you. He will keep trying 
He will keep telling you that these are the right things to do, but they are not. You are sinning and claiming that you are a child of God. Behind closed doors, you are wild and just going buck wild. Stop it. Stop claiming you are a child of God and you are doing devilish acts. You keep going back to devilish acts, which obviously means you like it. If you didn't like it, you would have stepped away from it a long time ago. If you are a child of God that you claim you are, stop doing devilish acts. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You do not belong in the roots of the devil. The devil will stop at you from the root of those acts and will lead you to hell. That's because you worship him more than God. I'd rather you start in the root of God so you can be led to the right things and go to heaven. Be led to the word. Start at the root of God and not at the root of the devil. And that's that piece. Well, after we just talk a bit, we're going to go to Brother O. But, Terrence, how has your week been? My week has been good. How was your week? Okay, I need specifics. Don't just, my week has been good. How has your week been good? What's been happening with you? <laughs> well, I've been practicing on my poetry and getting prepared for America's Got Talent, and I've been working on my book. Paris Got Talent. When did you start that, the book or America's Got Talent? Either one of those are amazing things. Well, for America's Got Talent, I had actually um, signed up for that a month ago, and um, the auditions are on the 24th, and then my book, I had planned that, like, weeks ago. I didn't even know America's Got Talent allowed things like poetry, but what made you start an entire book? So, when I went to church, uh, somebody said that my poetry was good, and they had prophesied it to me that something good was going to happen to my poetry. So it made me want to write a book, and that's how it started. All right. Well, I'm glad for you. My week has been plain. The last month, on the other hand, has been pretty good. I actually won the Walgreens Expression Challenge. It's a competition hosted by Walgreens. And I've either come in first or second place. I don't know yet. It was a lot of trouble getting into everything. I didn't think I was going to win because I had a low amount of votes. It was decided by the company. And first place gets $2,000. Second place gets $1,250. So either way, I'm happy to have won. Wow, that is good. So it makes you want to, you know, go into that. Okay, we're going to start off with Brother Roe. I want you to do a piece, and we're going to give whatever feedback you need. Brother Roe? Hello, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, young brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. I'm hosting a whole little radio show. Congratulations. That's good. That's good. Hey, brother. Oh, hey, hey, Thomas, how you doing, sister? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Staying warm. That's good. I'm Please. staying warm, too. <laughs> warm. Yes. Do you have a piece for us today? Yes, this is, uh, this is called The Poetry Game is a Marathon, Not a Sprint. <coughs> This is a, this is 
this is the this is a message addressed to all newcomers on the poetry scene. Poets who have less than five years of experience. Plus aspiring poets, writers, authors, and spoken word artists. Just like life itself, the poetry game is designed to be run as a marathon, not as a sprint. A marathon is a 26.2-mile race that takes your endurance physically and mentally. This race requires you to set your own unique pace. And it is designed to be run over a slow rate over a long distance. Sprint is a 200-meter or less race that tests your quickness and how fast you can reach the finish line. This race requires you to run at a brisk pace and cover as much ground as possible. So speed is the name of the game. My dear brothers and sisters, don't expect to reach superstar status overnight. Don't expect everybody to love you or like you. And don't expect your poetry to appeal to everybody. And don't expect for your gifts and talents to be discovered at first either. The poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. There ain't no shortcuts in the poetry game. You have to put in the time and work and write and recite and practice in your craft to perfect it. You have to put in the time and effort to market and promote your own unique brand of poetry. You have to learn from the greats in this game and hook up with a mentor who can coach you and give you valuable knowledge and advice. You must take all this development seriously. The poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. It's vital that you have connections with your fellow poets and loyal supporters on social media to inform them of your upcoming events and shows. It's vital that you have business cards on you at all times. It's vital that you take advantage of the opportunities to perform on open mics and poetry radio shows to build your local nationwide following. The poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. Brothers and sisters, there will be instances where you will experience periods of writer's block. When you will not be a featured poet, you have to perform an open mic portion or enter work behind the scenes of a poetry show. And when you will be turned down in favor of poets who are more skilled and talented, gifted, and experienced than you are. Plus, times you have to improve in your weaker areas and build upon your strengths. The poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. And there will be times where you will get little to no support from your own peers and family members. There will be times when some of the poets who you thought were cool with you in the beginning will literally turn on you like Judas and attempt to attack you and assassinate your character on Facebook. And there will be times you have to cut ties with those poets or, or there's poets that have to cut ties to you because some of them are going to drop you off as you progressively elevate yourself in this poetry game, for it's a marathon, not a sprint. Your lyrical capabilities and proficient delivery skills only carry you so far. Your ability to draw emotional responses from the audience are only temporary. Your dress, style of dress, and stage presence are only a small portion of the total package. As a poet, you have to be well-rounded, be relevant to the times, and write what you and write what you speak, and live what you write. <clears throat> but to have other skills and talents besides spitting those masterpieces, the poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. My dear brothers and sisters, everybody ain't cut out to be a poet, writer, author, or spoken word artist. Now, 
you plan on staying in this game, you're going to be criticized. You're going to have doubters, critics, and haters who don't understand the price and sacrifices that you are paying right now to reach greatness. You're going to get turned down and rejected sometimes. You're going to get funny looks, scares, and deal with fakes and phonies with smiling faces plus next to two legs out here in this poetry game. You're going to have to put your emotions in check. You're going to have to put your ego in check. You're going to have to dry your eyes, and you're going to have to tough up and be a real man or woman when it feels like you're not getting any respect and recognition. The fortune game is a marathon, not a sprint. Disappointments, discouragement, thoughts of quitting and giving up, hurt feelings, failures, adversities. Fortune game is a marathon, not a sprint. It's an easy thing to quit and leave all together. I've taste determination, endurance, and perseverance to last in this fortune game. And brother always experienced all of these things in one form or another going on five years in the Chicago poetry game. And I'm stronger than ever still doing what I love to do because I truly believe that I am touching people's lives and I'm just as gifted and talented as the seasoned veterans in this game. I'm equally determined to go to the top and take my place among the greats. But to me, it's all about giving people real messages they can relate to and being relevant for my time period. But the poetry game is a marathon, not a sprint. That's that piece. Hmm. That was good. I agree with everything you have said when it comes to discouragement. And um, you're not feeling motivated. you got to toughen up. I like that. The biggest thing I just give up is game is a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a quote that says something like, my friends gave up when they, when they, the first time it didn't work. It was a first-round knockout. Nothing, almost nothing, works on the first try. You, need to, yeah, you always need to try and try again. It's just going to work magically. There's so many times, so many people on my post who just gave up. The first time that they didn't get all tens, the first time that they didn't get all nines, the first time they saw that they weren't doing good, they gave up, and that's mm-hmm. not how it works. So thank all you, right. brother. No problem. We're gonna. Uh, I'm sorry. We're gonna go into the Illinois caller. Are you ready? Hello. Hello. Hi. How is everybody? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. My friend Paris invited me to this poetry event. Hey, girl. Hey. This is my first time really sharing my poetry with anyone besides her. I will be reading something that I read to her, like, the one of the first days I met her. Um, it's about the government. So when you read this, think about the government. I mean, you listen to it. Okay. I'm kind of nervous. Don't be nervous. So I just go? Yes. Why are the masses letting a few control their lives? What they do, what they see, 
what they hear, what they eat, what they drink, what they learn. We are all living. We are all capable. We may, we may be surviving, but we are not thriving. We are here. We are alive, but we are not living. America, with all its riches and power, is like a modern-day Rome. However, Rome fails. Will America fall too? Yes. As I speak, as I write. Every moment that passes by. The riches of the world are meant for the world, not for a choice few. The riches of the world do not come from a few. They come from many. Every nickel, every dime, every ticket from every crime, it all adds up over time. They say it's going to the school. It's going to the roads. It's going to the Pope to help the children stay afloat. But really, it's going in your coat. It's going to a boat. It's going to a house that floats because you never know. It's going towards frivolous things, things that will cease to exist. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It will all seep into the earth's crust. Our time is now. Not one should frown. Not one should be down. Not one should wear a crown. For there is one king, and he is not pleased. For we are all great, and we are all capable. And we are all living, but right now we are just existing. And that's it. And that's it. And that's done, everybody. I really think that was really good. It's more Mm -hmm. of throughout, all throughout history. It's like, I think in the last few decades, the upper class has gained 300%. Whoa, I didn't hear that. I didn't get that. I didn't, my phone just made a sound. All I heard like was, what? you said over the last couple of years, the uh, upper class has gained 300%. The upper class has gained 300% more spending power. That means that they could buy, had $10 at first, now they have 300 But the lower class has still had this, $2 to work with for the last few decades. Exactly. The rich get and the poor stay poorer. So what I really like about your piece is that you're one of the few people who is actually conscious about the world around us, who knows that it's not proper. We're not getting the correct wages. McDonald's workers get, what, 10 to $15 an hour? That's not yeah. enough to pay rent. No, it's not enough to pay rent. They agree that it's not enough to pay rent. They don't change it. I go right. to Walmart every day. They're gonna change anything, right? You know, and then they think, well, well, I mean, they think it's like, well, why should we get that much? We're working at McDonald's, but we are. If it wasn't for us working at McDonald's, what would McDonald's be without its workers? You know, those people that's making money, billions from selling these burgers. You, you serve all your customers. Try and see how much money you make trying to serve all your customers. That's completely yeah. right. It's, uh, it's something like everybody system. is important, basically. You know, you can't just say if they're trying to treat us like slaves again. You know, I worked at UPS. I was getting eight fifty an hour, and they wanted me to unload a whole truck. Typically, if I was a boy, I'd be doing it by myself, but I had a partner. They wanted me to unload a truck in 45 minutes to an hour. Thing. It's a DMX quote that says something like, 
the industry couldn't make a dime without you, basically, but they're the ones who extort you constantly. Sarah, do you have any feedback on this? Yes. Um, as I was listening, I was thinking about how I work at Shoppers World and how they don't even pay 10% on policy. You know, like, pay half. You and said I feel like, well, if you don't pay half on holidays, then why am I even working here? And I'm doing all this work for what? Exactly. So I could just, you know, bust my butt to make y'all happy? And we're not the only people who feel like this. I was just texting my friend the other day, um, and she said, uh, I said, how you doing, girl? You know, she said, girl, I want to quit my job. You know, I said, why do you want to quit? She said, Overworked and underpaid, basically. I'm like, that's how a lot of people feel, but doesn't nobody says anything. Because at UPS, I was definitely overworked and underpaid. I was only getting a hundred dollars a week, and I'm working every day, the night shift, ten to you know three o'clock. We should be appreciated. Who gonna get up out of their sleep at ten o'clock at night to go work for you and lift your boxes so your customers can get the packages? Somebody who needs the money. Don't take advantage of us, though, just because we need the money. Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to go to the next Illinois caller. Hmm? Are you ready? I am, I am unmuted. I have found myself a saint through the sea. Hmm? All right, sir. Do you have a phone for us today? Don't call me, sir. You know who the hell I am. Now, what 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 did you ask me to do? I need you to do a poem. Do you have one today? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of poems. Now, which one do you want me to get? One about this cold winter weather that I almost got killed by, or do you want me to do something more happy? The weather never makes you happy. Oh, okay. Well, this poem is about my gambling father and how gambling has really taken effect on a lot of people's lives. And so here we go. I call, you fall, you scream for more. Fall, fall, fall to the floor. Your time has come. Your passions and pride has made you numb to my grip and constraint on your neck. For the lone purpose of keeping you in check. No more fight, no pain. You completely ignore the stain. Your body is covered in blood. You are darkened by this flood. You cuddle yourself in my cloak. Come, come, my child. Come and soak in my array of glum and mire. Come, come, I feel your desires of greed and lust. Come now, don't you know I'm a liar? You are in this coma. Induced by this aroma of sin and bread, it's been ingrained in your head, and more and more let it deep out of your pores. I'm on the phone here. Hold up here. Give me a minute, all right? Okay, I'm almost done. Okay. I'm sorry. Just wait. I'm in the middle of. Uh, I'm in a phone call with. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, here I am. I'm back. You are, you are in this coma, 
induced by his aroma of sin and bread. It's been ingrained in your head, and more and more let it deep out of your pores. Green, green, that's not obscene. Believe in my power. You are my child and my flower. I am the keeper of souls who said I don't dig holes for families and singles alike, and beware of my bite. You finally awaken, trying to get free. Ha, you can't stop this spending spree. Yes, and here I am. Oh, yes, maybe get in there now. Get out of there. Okay. You finally awaken, trying to get free. You cannot stop this spending spree. You're low and torn, but fighting. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm going out in the car now. Okay, because forget it. Well, that was entirely awkward. Just gonna, just gonna move on to the next caller from Illinois. Hi. Hello. Hi. Who are we speaking with? Um, Ayana. Hello. Uh, uh, you have a phone for us today? Yeah, it's called Sister. Sister of a Lifetime was given the nickname Sis. Don't confuse my name as your A1, Day 1, or your bestie. Sis, that person you can come to when you feel like the world is going to judge you. The person that will welcome you as a family member and already have a plate ready for you. I promise you, if you feel like you don't have someone to welcome you home, I'll do it. Don't depend on the world when you got me. I'm not your A1, your day one, or your bestie. I'm your sis because those names express different types of love and conditions of how far they'll go for you. Your A1 gives you food but tax you. Your day one is just the diary that couldn't give you the advice. Your bestie said they'll fight for you, but when the time needed, they won't step in the ring with you. Your A1 loves you, but you won't accept you as a family. Your day one put up the image of unjudgmental love, but will take take you for granted. Or... I could be confused as the brother because I'll play the boy and fight every battle for you, be your nine shining armor. I'll even be like Bruno Mars and catch a grenade for you, and it's all because I love you. Your bestie could love you, but they will still be the in the process of trying to fit in and forget about you. I never would forget about the person I accepted as a family member. And I will step in the fight for you. I love you, my six-year friend. I couldn't be confused as a day one, an A one, or a bestie. That's it. That is that piece. Look at you. <laughs> you really have been getting stronger. You have been getting stronger since you first came into our poetry group. Writers never die. At first, you were shy on stage. And even then, you still had some type of stage presence. But now, even if you're nervous, even if you're shy, it doesn't shine through as much. You don't notice as much that you're nervous or that you're not that experienced. It sounds like you are. It sounds like that road to becoming experienced, and you definitely are. I like several of your metaphors. I like the Bruno Mars grenade line. I like the fact that you mentioned that you've known this girl, this best friend, for about six years. 
I like the I'll be your sister and your brother line of fight your battles. It's several things that I like about these, and it really just shows that you care for this person. Terrence? Thank you. Um, I can uh, agree to your pull, and I can relate to it a lot because I've dealt with a lot of that through high school. So mm-hmm. thank you for reading that. No problem, no problem. Terrence, do you have another poem? Um, yeah, I got another poem. Terrence? Yes. Yes, I have have a poem. It's called Coming Out of Your Comfort Zone. Was you always the one who was shy, antisocial, and kept to yourself at all times? Well, let me tell you something. You need to get out of your shell and speak. Stop being shy. Good things can happen to you if you come out of your comfort zone. First, you have to turn to God so he can do some work on you. You can't come out of your comfort zone while involved in these worldly things. That's where you will mess up at. People in this world will start messing with your mind and the words you finally say. They will use your words against you. But once you turn to God and start speaking, miracles will start happening. You will start meeting people that you thought you would never come across. You will start going places that you have never been. All you have to do is talk to God and he will bless you with a voice that was never spoken. And that's that piece. That was fairly short. It was a lot of ferocity and anger in that one. That's one thing that I really have to say that takes away from everything. You just seem angry at the way things were. I'm about to read a poem titled Must Have. If I can... Just get it loaded. I met you freshman year. Man, you were fresh. Model after models, you put models to the test. Now my motto, now my motto, now my motto is get the best, but you were cuffed, so I gave it a rest. Two years later, look at you. Classroom looking cute. Nose pierced, ears hoop. I beat you midway, but you got me loot. Orange line. I'm trying to find your angle like where's the cosine. You bad knocking cosine. But we didn't really know each other. I was kind of cheesy and you was about to cheddar. Luckily, we had chemistry. Literally. And you started to come around. But if you're giving me hints, please dumb it down. Because I've been played plenty. You asked for my digits. T is mobile, so put your boost up and it's cricket. These girls, they come and they go. I mean, they go and they come. I wanted you by my side, but now I stand here with none. These girls, they'll walk out your life. I just hate to see you run. I swear you must be. You must be. You must be the one. A few weeks later, I wrote a love letter. No RC or Pepsi, I was just crushing. The next night, you told me you were crushing. I wanted to reply like ditto. If only it was that simple. In that instant, I started guilt tripping. Tried to be a player, but I don't like the profession. Excuse the usher, but here are my confessions. I already got a girl or something like that. Don't mean to throw you off, best know you're a catch. In my defense, girl, we don't even really date. In my defense, girl, she be living out of state, but you ain't want to hear that bull... You want to hear official, faithful and official, impossible to get it, pretending you're not offended. I can't make you forget it had the conversation ended. Now, it seems like while I'm writing this, I ponder where do I begin since it's the end. I wish I broke mirrors instead of promises. I've got seven years bad luck for each lie chucked into your emotions. I guess that's just the motion if you're moving on. An apology will be the same old song, so I decided to write a new one. 
I know I destroy what we once had. This is an effort to create a new one. To forgive, muster the strength. Further dishonesty, I mustn't. But understand you're a must, you're a must-have. I just hope that in due time I'd have you on my lips like a mustache. My baby face was such a disgrace. You feel play, but I'm not a player. I rap, but I'm not a rapper. I'm just trying to wrap up loose ends before I lose a friend. Time and time again, I make the same faults. Whether I get the jackhammer or the cement is your call. Interesting. 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 Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's all I have to say. That's all you have to go. Yeah, very interesting. I want to have an open discussion after this, but Ayanna Hall says she would like to do another poem, so I'll let her go ahead. Okay. Uh, Ayanna? Yeah, yeah. I don't really got a title for this poem, though. So. I can't blame you for not looking at me at the like the way I want you to look at me. But I can't blame myself for falling for something that I had no business loving. Why should I hold you when I'm proclaimed as the girl that does everything for you? This girl that you clenched between the bed sheets. This girl that you wrote the tear-stained poem to. This girl that feels heartbroken when you act like you don't see her in the hallway. This girl that wears the scarlet letter upon her chest while you wear nothing. This girl that makes you feel like a man but really a boy trying to be a man. I thought this girl was the one that loved you to a point where you felt her skip three, skip, felt her heart skip three beats for you, but I guess that didn't mean a thing to you. Kiss from an angel didn't mean nothing to you, but while we talk, do you understand her like I do? Or should I say it all from your point of view, how you only yearned for lust and loving didn't mean a thing to you? She was foolish to accept you because the only thing you thought of was her doing the thing that can only be seen behind closed doors. You thought that I love you meant I lust you. You confused that angel as a temptress and not somebody that could be your first lady. I thought you could tell by the hundreds of paintings you saw that this one didn't try to hide her cracks behind makeup and all. You thought she did this with every other dude on a daily basis but did this to you faithfully and never thought of it as being a basic lady. Now I'm done. I'm done. That was I felt the sincere in that, like, you know, you were really hurt in that poem and whatever happened behind the story. So I like that. And I can relate to that, too. Thank you. Yeah, I liked it, too. Yeah, I liked it, too. I just, I think I know what's not, like, I mean, I know you personally. I don't know the people that you interact with every day. Know some of the issues that everyday teenagers go through. Seeing somebody in the hall looking, at it's a girl that I don't talk to anymore. Walk past her and my heart almost stopped. Like, oh my God, this her. I didn't let it show on my face or anything at all. But mentally, how you're going insane when you're near that person, it could be for good reasons or bad reasons. You don't like them. You don't want to talk to them. It's awkward. But your poem clearly, your poem clearly displayed that it's this person. All right, one line. It was speaking on love and lust. I just lust you. A quote that I came up with is just like, is it love? Is it lust? Do you lust love or do you love lust? Which one is it? A lot of these boys out here 
get sex and feel like men. They get a girl and feel like men, but they don't have the mind states or the responsibilities to be men. What I really want to do is have an open discussion. I was asked a few good questions yesterday by a teacher of mine. It was on women, and since we have the majority female callers on right now, that's a good topic. Or we can actually go back to the McDonald's and underwages that CEOs give employees today. So I will let y'all pick. Which one do y'all think is better to talk about? Um, the, the topic on uh on women. Y'all Vote. are here too. Vote. Oh yes, I agree with her. You said, "Do you the love less or do you lust love?" Yeah. She's <sighs> okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> my teacher gave me about women is what do you think a woman is? Hmm. Mm. A blessing. Let's talk one at a time. Who want to go first? I'll go first. I think... Ferris, huh? Ferris, go. Oh, I think what a woman is is when she can hold her own and don't need a man to pay for her things. And um, she works. She goes to school. She follows her dreams. And it's it's a lot. But, you know, basically, don't have to depend on nobody. That's what I think a woman is. Donna, what do you think? I think I, I agree with everything she said. I think a woman is. Basically, a person that can stand strong and don't have to depend on everybody else. I'm sorry, Terrace's friend. What's your name? Diane. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Terrace's friend. Oh, Taylor. Okay, Taylor. What do you think a woman is? I'm just thinking. Uh, I think a woman is someone who knows who she is. A person who knows what she wants to be, knows her value, her strengths, her weaknesses, knows how to control herself and conduct herself as a lady should. Okay, now, (laughs) here's where I got interested. What is a whore? Hmm. Can I answer that? Okay, Terrence first, then we're going to go to Ayana, and then we're going to go to Miss Your Name Escapes Me right now. Anyway. All right. So people get the definition of whore, you know, they get it kind of mixed up. See, they hear the rumors and stuff about the girl, but they don't know what she do behind closed doors. Say if somebody says she sleeps with every man, but she really doesn't, and it's a woman going around saying, you know, she a whore. But how can you call her that if she's really not? It's what, it's what she actually does, not what you hear. And that's my definition. Ayana. I agree. It's basically what she does, and 
it really depends on the girl. She doesn't care if it's all out in the open and the dude just brags on it. Like, ah, she gave me this, and she just don't, like, disagree with it. Taylor? It's some, it's uh, a woman who does what she does, and she, well, I was just going to say, like, she knows what she does, and it's, it's about what she does and what she thinks because you can do those things and know it's a mistake and repent for it, and people still going to be calling you a harlot, but ain't nobody going to know that but you. Ain't nobody going to know your heart but God. You know, it's about what you think. If you're constantly lusting over something, you know, and you know some people don't know better, you know, and they constantly lust over something, you know, you see a lot of stuff out here. You know, I know better, but I still do some stuff that I know is wrong. But I see a lot of stuff out, like, on these websites. I'll be like, don't they know, like, where's the self-respect? Where's the value for themselves? Like, this is the reason most men don't respect women when I see girls with a group of guys doing anything. I'm like, where did that come from? Where is your spirit at? Like, what do you not feel? Like, do you not know your worth? As I feel, you know. But, All right. more? I was going to say, because, you know, women, they can be they're so valuable. I was just thinking the other day, like, how blessed is man that uh, God gave him woman? <laughs> and it's like, we, you know, women say, oh, we run the world and stuff. I mean, we run the world, but... Men, they built, they really built the world. You know, we not there to do the work. The men do the work, but we give them gifts and we give them ourselves. You know, as a reward. That's what they work for. Really, a lot of men they want women. You know, so we should take pride in that and respect ourselves. I wanted to go in this order. I want Ayana to answer. I want Taylor to answer, and then I want Terrace to answer. Why is it that when I ask what is a whore, all of you responded with what a woman is? Why did you all speak on women instead of men when I asked what a whore is? Oh. Oh, wow. Um, I think that we spoke about women because it's, I think it's majority of women and then because we have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That's why we point out women when you say whores and not males because they have a higher self-esteem than us and they don't, they're not, like, really out there like us. Mm-hmm. Like that. Okay. okay. Um, I think it's... Because your previous question was what is a woman, and we got kind of thrown off. But <laughs> um, because I related that to women, because I just thought about that. Man could be, I guess, a whore too, you know, but it's not really the same thing, but in a sense it is. Because men, it is men out here being disgusting, so it could be the same thing. Um, 
women are very sensitive. So when we put our feelings out there, we put our feelings out there, but men don't. They, they put their, you know, you know, things out there for their feelings, so that's why we're sensitive. What I really wanted to get at is that we live in a misogynistic society. Misogyny is basically, even I don't know the true definition, what I've learned of misogyny is when a society dedicates itself to basically the degrading of women, to putting women, the female, in a second class, to put them below the man, and that's the type of world we live in. We live in a world where if a man were to have sex, everybody would be fine with it. If a woman has sex, there's question, oh, she's not a virgin anymore, she's a whore, she's a this, she's a that, she's a harlot. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with European beliefs, Anglo-Saxon beliefs, Christian beliefs. Now, if you believe that anybody is a whore for having sex, that's, in my opinion, just an ideology, a moral belief. Fine. But if you believe a man can have sex before marriage and get away with it, but a woman can have sex before marriage and get away with it, that's sexist. That's prejudice. That's systematic. That is wrong because you're not making it equal. It's not fair. We live in a world where Europeans have this belief where the woman is almost entirely based off her virginity. She's based off her chastity. That's her worst. If she is, she, she's a virgin when you marry her, she's pure. She's perfect. If she's not, she's a whore. Europeans came over to America. When they came to America, they pushed their beliefs on Native Americans because Native Americans fought against Europeans at first. When they started seeing that they could not win, they started integrating and assimilated into white America. Native Americans at first had a belief system where the woman was actually in charge of making decisions because they believed that the woman cared more for the family. But once European society came in, that wrecked everything, and they turned just like Europeans. The woman was second class. The woman did all this housework. She was property. Same thing that came over here with the Africans. That's the same thing that happened to America, and that's why we live in this society. Solomon, who it? I think I'm going to wait on that. I think I'm going to wait on that. Mm-hmm. Does anybody mm-hmm. say about that? He had many wives. Mm-hmm. You. I'm getting a lot of hmm, hmm, mm-mm. Does wait, what did you say? I missed it. You missed the five-minute lecture? No, no, no. Like, what's the last thing you said? You finna say something about Solomon, and he's like, I'm gonna wait on that. I'm gonna say that for later. I'm gonna say that for later. Calm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out of all the things about European society, does anyone have to say anything about that? I feel like I, that's a good point, and that's pretty, pretty much true. That's how they look at women. Agree. And and it's I feel like it's ironic how things have changed. Even though they still feel the same way about women, it's like women don't care anymore. Like we've gone from being controlled to just like letting it all out now. We just doing whatever. You know, it's crazy. I see so much stuff like it's brought to my attention more than 
other things like how women don't respect themselves and why that's an effect on society as a whole because it's a lot of women out here having babies without no father. And I was just talking to my friend the other day, why would you even do that to yourself? And no, it's an accident. Stuff happens, of course. But why even do that to yourself, like, yourself, being able to, like, raising a kid on your own and then having a kid wonder, you know, I mean, they'll get over it, but just having that wonder, like, where's dad or where's mom? Why aren't you guys together? What happened? You know, and people have gotten used to it now, even though that's not really the way it's supposed to be. It can be like that, but it's not supposed to be like that. Ayana. I agree with everything that she said, because basically it's all true. That's how everything seems like right now. About the low self-esteem thing, like, that can be reflected off a lot of stuff, and usually it'll be off something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So that that could be probably a reason why, like, we got so many whores and, like, women have low self-esteem. It, it could be also a reason because it's all these celebrities and the spotlights and, you know, they looking this way and that way and females looking at them as girls and like, ooh, we want to look like that too, but we don't. And then boys looking at them women like, oh, this girl don't look like her. She ain't really nothing, you know, but I'm going to still try to sleep with her. So I'm going to talk to her, you know, tell her she this and that, and then the girl go for it, and then the boy ends up leaving her because that's all he wanted in the first place, and then now the girl got even more, even lower self-esteem because now she's disappointed in herself and she still got the low self-esteem issue. Terrace. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, Sorry. I don't know what she said. They, uh, you know, they, um, they only want one thing. That's how, that's how I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, we only have seven minutes left. The biggest thing that I'm is everyone woman doesn't have respect for herself, so she goes and sleeps with him and sleeps with that. What I want to really want to get at is that we live in a culture where what's respect? What is the definition of respect? I was talking to my friend Nautica, and she was saying that a woman should not have sex with multiple partners because she doesn't respect herself if she does that. What's the definition of respect? In class, we read a book called Canterbury Tales, woman had husbands. Once one died, she just moved on to the next, and she had sex with them. She loved sex. People were calling her a whore, even though she was married with a partner who she stayed with. Why is she a whore for that? Why can Solomon, who's a male in the Bible, he's a man, he's a king, he has, I believe, this could be wrong, ten wives. I know it's several wives. Why is he considered this holy figure and praised, even though he's with ten women? He's sleeping with 10 different women. You cannot tell me that he loves 10 different women. So he's sleeping with 10 different women. But why can't a woman sleep with two different men, three different men, four different men? Now, whether you respect Solomon or a woman for doing that, that's your personal belief. I feel like you should just view them equally. 
If he's a whore for if she's a whore for sleeping with three men, he's a whore for sleeping with three women. It shouldn't be a double standard. It shouldn't be oh no, he okay for that. He he can get away with it. He's a male. It shouldn't be oh no, she's a whore for that. She's a woman. Women can't do that. I believe it should be on equal and I want people to see that or come up with their own view. Does anyone have anything to say about that? That is true. I don't know why it is that, because when I think about that, it's just counting up four women, you know, I mean, three men, four men. I'm like, five men, six men, seven, ten men? I'm like, uh-uh, she'll be out of there. But, but a man was sleeping with ten different women, and then they think, oh, yeah, he, he that, you know, he that guy, you know, he can do that. But I still look at that as almost perverted in a way because you just, it's a lust thing. That's all it is. It's not, you know, people going to have their opinions about you, whatever, but people's opinion don't matter. It's about God, if anything, if you're going to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can do what you want to do based on people's opinions. You know, don't worry about people's opinions. Worry about what the scripture is telling you or what you believe in. But when I when I think about that, it's just a lust thing. Like if you don't have sex with multiple partners, you can get the same thing from one person. But you just wanna you like how it looks or you like this and that. And it's not about love, it's just about lust. See that's your problem right there, then and there. You got a a stand going on. That's all it is. I mean, that's but why you talk. I wanna I wanna give everyone we only have about left. Ayana, Paris, and then Taylor. What's wrong with having multiple partners? Why is it a disrespecting to people, male or female? Why is it wrong to have a one-night stand? Why is it wrong just to lust if you have everything else in your life together? I don't mean you have sex with this guy drunk at a party, now you're crying, now you can't pay the bills, you can't do If you got your stuff together, why is it wrong to have multiple partners? Ayana. Um, I'm not going to say that it's wrong, because, I mean, that's your life. If you want to have consensual sex with several of dudes and your life is okay, go for it. You're not going to be a hoe because of it. It's because your life is all right and you're not ready to commit yet. <laughs> okay, Terrace? Um, it's a problem because you can catch, uh, you can catch um, diseases. So I think that's a, a big problem. You should not have sex with multiple partners unless you are in a relationship with them. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, since she's not going to answer, I think the reason why is because like she said, diseases and stuff come about when you do do things like that because we are purposely meant for one person. You can go out and you can sleep with a couple different people, you know, throughout your lifetime. God will forgive you. It's okay. Like, it's a, you living, you know. That's not what you're supposed to be doing, but people lie every day. You're not supposed to lie either. So you can't just say, why not have sex? It's just a thing you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to because you get feelings from that. You get feelings, somebody, you know, 
what if the girl is feeling a certain way, you really like her and she don't like you or she really like you and you don't really like her, you just want to have sex, then somebody's feelings get hurt. That's all it is. Or if it's a one-night stand thing, you, I mean, you can get pregnant off of that. You better thank God you didn't. That's the only thing. You you drunk having sex, like, that's unpredictable. You can get pregnant off of that, then you got a baby you got to deal with. They make it trap too. You know, <laughs> because before all this new stuff, tech, you know, uh, birth control and condoms, back in the old days, when you had sex with somebody, you was having a baby. So why have sex before marriage? Because you're going to have a baby once you have sex. Then nobody know about pulling out all that. They learned that, but, you know. We have to oh, right about now, but if it's one thing I want to leave off on, those are all religious beliefs. Everybody has a different religious belief. In Mexico, I believe the age of consent is it's okay for me to have sex with her. It's 12 years old. And I don't know what the age is here. I don't know if it's the same as 18, meaning you're an adult. But the age of consent is still there. In the Middle East, I believe that was the country, the highest rate of underage porn. And underage here could be a different thing there. Underage there could be like 11. Underage here could be 18. Could be 16. Could be 17. I think, in my opinion, that whatever religious belief you have, that's completely up to you. I don't think you should push that on another person. To have multiple partners, that's you. If you think that Jesus is going to get you in the afterlife, that's you. I see it as the religion of Christianity derived from the Muslim religion, which the Christian religion is all based off killing. It's based off bloodshed. You get so many sins from these Christian figures that claim to be so holy. They use the Bible to try and say that slavery is okay. Christopher Columbus, who was a Catholic, who was a genius Catholic, he believed God. First got to South America, the first thing literally that he thought about was enslaving people. Good Christian. The Christian, the first thing he thought was, let me enslave these people. Slavery. How do you think that black people came to believe in Jesus? Because slavery, because the only religion we were allowed to have. We do have it in the call right now, but next week we definitely could bring up this discussion. You can get offline and talk to it to each other. These are very interesting topics that I think other people should deal with. I I agree. Yes, well, this was nice. I look forward to talking to you all next week. Yeah, thanks, Anton, for letting me say my poems and participate in the conversation. Oh, you're going to do it again. Don't worry. <laughs> and as for the Christian beliefs, I understand what you mean. But um, Christopher Columbus, he was in the wrong for killing all those people. Just like somebody, you know, who is in the, you know, because he's tending sleeping with people. Don't, I mean, do what you want to do, you know, but it doesn't mean, you know, it's right. I'm not trying to offend people, but people do a lot of stuff that they shouldn't do. That's all I'm trying to say. All right, next week, I guess let's talk about some G's. <laughs> Thank you. For calling. Well.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.